Ever since I went away to college, I have found that my retrips to my hometown have been very fattening experiences. Because returning home is about visiting friends and relatives, and the best visits happen over meals. And so sometimes when I visit home, I'm trying to fit in four or five meals a day. Today, if we go for $5 burgers, I'll only be four meals today, but you understand. And especially the last years of my parents' lives, I expressed my love to them by cooking three meals a day for them when I would go home. Well, what's so special about sharing a meal? Eating itself is something that all animals do, but there's something about sharing a meal that changes the experience. The extra time and effort to prepare the meal for a friend or to travel to the restaurant. The extra time lingering over the meal, enjoying each other's presence. Something transcends just the meeting of our most basic physiological needs. Now, we don't know a lot of things about the historical Jesus, but we are sure, certainly sure that Jesus did a lot of ministry around meals. At least 20% of the sentences in the Gospel of Luke are about meals. What was the significance of his shared meals and with whom he shared them? Theological scholars can identify many, many meanings. And I think you'll find a lot of them in how we celebrate liturgy here at Blessed John the 23rd and throughout the Paulist community. They're stories of evangelization, sharing the gospel with those who don't know it, of reconciliation, reaching out to those who feel they're outside of the community. These meals are a message of an invitation to all people. The early Christians understood that when they gathered for Eucharist. Eucharist was a rehearsal for the heavenly banquet where all would be gathered and all would be equal. All people will be treated with a radical equality. As Paul critiques the Corinthians, he says they are not worthy to receive the Eucharist when they don't treat the other members of their community as equals. And now, here, right now, we gather around this table in a most unusual way. Christ is present in this consecrated host because of a meal that was shared several hours ago at the 505 Mass. In our current gathering, no one eats anything. No one even touches the food. Still we find deep, profound unity with Christ who welcomed all people to the table. The practice, the tradition of Eucharistic exposition and adoration has been around for more than six centuries. But a lot of people misunderstand it. This is not to be an escape from the world. This is not a higher form of prayer than other kinds of prayer. 
but it's a recharging, a spiritual recharging of our batteries. Because Christ is present in the Eucharist, but Christ is present in all the people we meet out there. And may this time here help recharge our batteries to go see Christ out there and to bring Christ to others. When I pray before the Blessed Sacrament, I pray that Christ may fill my heart with boundless love for all people. Even the people I would want to dismiss, like the corrupt and scrawny Zacchaeus. I pray that Christ may enter the hearts of all Christians so fully that we can overcome our divisions and that we can gather together once again in love, fellowship, and radical equality. And I pray that that gathering may happen soon in the current age before God calls us home to gather around the Lamb in the New Jerusalem.